posted an Instagram video of himself getting a flu shot. It's the first time since the campaign started that we can honestly say Beto's got a shot. Um, <laughs> Beto's good, good to see him mocked. Beto's still trying to grab the magic he had in Texas, where he, uh, he, he Facebook-lived his uh, dental appointment, and uh, people were wowed by that and all that sort of stuff. Do you remember when he skateboarded through the Burger Place parking lot? That was so cool. Interesting. Anyways, we got a debate next week. That'll be exciting with more people on the stage, not less, more. That's right. They've downsized upward. Um, <laughs> they've winnowed to a bigger crowd. <laughs> Although, if the mocking of Bateau is at the current level now, it will only rise as he has done nothing but make himself more mockable. So I presume in the debate he will, in a desperate move, and you'll see several people do this, try to go for the home run. Swing for the fences, which is going to go very badly for uh, most, if not all of them. Oh, yeah, that's what uh, Castro did. Right. With the, the trying to bring down Biden. <laughs> did you forget? Have you forgotten? Your mind doesn't work so well anymore. You forgot what you said a second ago. Your mind doesn't work, folks. You can't remember. Oh, and that, yeah. d- that ended his uh, campaign. Yeah. Um, in a few minutes, we're going to talk to David Drucker, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. He's with the Washington Examiner about the impeachment and the emails and all that sort of stuff and what the mood is like in D.C., um, God, they've been at 11 for like two and a half years. It's got to yeah, be exhausting. I know. I know. Well, all right. More on that to come. I will enforce a bit of self-discipline and, uh, and move along. A couple of stories you might be interested in have nothing to do with politics. A man has been able to move all four of his paralyzed limbs with a mind-controlled exoskeleton suit. Oh, cool. French researchers are reporting. Yeah, I've seen these. Yeah, he's a 30-year-old man. Uh, they gave him a couple, uh, put a couple of implants on the surface of his brain, covering the parts of the brain that control movement, and essentially he thinks walk, and it sets off a chain of instructions to move his legs. He can control each of his arms, maneuvering them in three-dimensional space. Um, poor son of a gun fell about uh, 40 feet at some nightclub incident four years ago. I don't know what happened, but um, uh, paralyzed. Um they say it's far from perfect. They're only using it in the lab at this point, but they feel like it's a big leap forward. No uh, pun intended. Sure it is. Um, <laughs> that would have been a terrible pun if you were trying to make a pun. No, I wasn't. I absolutely was not. Definitely not. No Such a pun. leap forward. If you landed, you'd break your legs. Um, See, that's distasteful. So like, I've been reading this book about artificial intelligence and this sort of stuff. You know, these these amazing breakthroughs we're making in, you know, fighting cancer or what the story that we had the other day where you can make blind people see and all these different sorts of things. Right. All that stuff is in a race with human humans destroying themselves through their own human nature of uh, of uh, the social media and suicide and overdoses and 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 and, and weird uh, battles over ideologies. It's a race. You can cure cancer and come up with robot exoskeletons and cure blindness and all this sort of stuff, but if we're all killing ourselves or each other over minor differences, it's not going to make any, it's not going to, you know, what the hell's the point? Right. Well, I'll tell you this, and I've believed this for a long time, but as a guy with a recently emptied nest, I will swear to you it's true. You must have purpose in your life. Oh, or, or if you have no purpose, you're just going through the motions. And and it's not satisfying to human beings. It, this is totally unprecedented in the history of this species of beast. Because you had the purpose, not being dead. 
for the first 99.9% of human history. A desperate, uh, you know, need to feed yourself, fend off the tribe uh, from the next uh, valley, and or not get eaten by a bear or what have you. Um, and, you know, and there are obviously other more evolved purposes you can engage in, but you have to have a life of purpose. And I tell you what, I have a, a dog. Many of you know this. He's half Black Lab, um, which is a retrieving dog, and he's half uh, a herding dog. He's half uh, um, uh, Border Collie. And one of the things that was made clear to us, and it's just obviously true watching him, is he's got to have a job. He must have a job that he does, or he will become miserable, and if he had thumbs, he would be suicidal. And a lot of you have breeding dogs. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I think that's that's the point that we're at. We're able to, and Andrew Yang's right about this, we're able to design a world where there's no need to have any purpose anymore. Here is our utopia. And so often, Jack, do you know the word utopia? It's Greek. It means nowhere. And um, and I think that's our problem. But anyway, that's some heavy stuff. I was going to talk to you about a scandal at Nike. Do you know? They do shoes. They mm-hmm. do uh, clothes. They do Colin Kaepernick's bull the, crap. The swoosh, right? Is that the swoosh? That's the swoosh, but the yeah. swoosh. <laughs> then the N on the side, though, that's not Nike. You might be misled, but that's New Balance. Okay. Okay. Trying to stay up on this. Adidas. Mm. Three stripes. You got the stripes. Ask for it by name. Mm. I'll give you the very, very, very short version because we want to have time for David Drucker. And then the less than, greater than sign with the, the star, that's Converse. So you got this <laughs> running backs coach who worked for a number of uh, big-time programs. But on numerous occasions, this guy's name is Salazar, Alberto Salazar. On numerous occasions, he briefed top Nike officials, including the chief executive, whose name is Matt Parker, Mark Parker, on his experiments to manipulate the use of performing-enhancing, performance-enhancing drugs for track and field athletes. He, he was working with Nike-sponsored doctors and executives to perfect doping. The report alleges that at least one of the pair's experiment, him and this doctor worked for Nike, determining whether the use of topical testosterone cream would trigger a positive doping test. I know what's going to happen if I rub cream on my testes. It was, it's testosterone cream, you moron. What does Rudy think of his comment, Michael? Rudy Giuliani. I think it's time for the America's mayor to weigh in. Come on, Rudy. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Those experiments were conducted in a lab at Nike's headquarters. So it is, is it as simple as they wanted Nike athletes to cheat so that it would look like they're better because they're wearing Nike shoes? It's sure what it looks like. <laughs> Hilarious. You got dopers, you got executives, you got Nike doctors all working together to figure out how to get away with uh, uh, PEDs. So you sign on this track athlete or or, or whoever for Nike, and then you give them PEDs so that they win. Look, those Nikes really do the job. Right, right. Now, according to the reports, the Salazar character is at the center of it. He's saying, yeah, yeah, I uh, I came up with these experiments because I'm afraid our athletes could be uh, victims of sabotage by competitors. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, uh, you know, people run around a locker room smearing creams on each other. Happens all the time. Yeah, we're just <laughs> trying to prevent that. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Hilarious. So, yeah, there's more to that later, maybe, but... Uh, Impeachment is in the air, people. We're living in a national nightmare. A national nightmare is upon us. A is it? national nightmare is upon us. It's upon us now. And we're living in it right this moment. David Drucker is going to help us through the national nightmare next.
Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's be frank, a national nightmare is upon us. The basic rules of our democracy are under attack from the president. We begin tonight with a series of admissions by the president that all but assures his impeachment in the House of Representatives. All but ensures his impeachment. We're living in a national nightmare, people. Well, it's upon us. That's uh, not very measured by sleepy eyes Chuck Todd. Trying to figure out. So, that, so that's Chuck Todd of Meet the Press. Trying to figure out the currents here. So you got Britt Hume of Fox here, senior political analyst of Fox. He's their top guy, who uh, tweeted, as I've written before, Adam Schiff is a reckless partisan who is only credible to other reckless partisans, but for the president of the United States States to say he committed treason is despicable. It's insanity. Trying to figure out where we are with all this stuff is difficult. Yes, yes, and the currents ebb and flow. Who better to discuss that with than David Drucker, the senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. Speaking of top guys, David joins us now. Hello, David. How are you? I'm good to be here. Um, good. Uh, we're uh, we're uh, so we're crazy here. I don't I don't know what intro I'm supposed to use. I'm all confused. Well, do you believe a national nightmare is uh, upon us? Never mind. Don't answer that. We're employing what we call the impeachometer, and each unit of it is a Nixon. Um, <laughs> and we are day to day trying to decide whether the impeachometer has moved uh, uh, closer to the president being removed from office or further away. It's a lot like the nuclear clock, right? Yeah, it's cr- impeachment, right? Exactly. So, given uh, the ebb and flow of news stories and counter stories what do you make of all this today well you know i think that we're in a period and i think this will continue for, for probably for some time but who knows where there are a number of facts that are coming out and will come out that you know will appear problematic for the president and give democrats um reaffirm the de- democrats belief that the impeachment inquiry was was the right course of action I think, you know, the, 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 I think Republicans and the president will simply take a different view of those same facts. And I think there are Republicans on Capitol Hill that will not necessarily agree with the president, but I don't think many of them will break with him unless we're, we end up with a set, a, a set of information that is particularly obvious and damning and not a matter of debate yeah you know i so in that in that regard it's going to be similar to the russia investigation where there was a lot of smoke but there was never quite fire at least as the partisans looked at it yeah the, the partisans because i'm still waiting to see the first and i haven't yet either partisan pundit that that i follow or person in my real life change their position uh, on supporting Trump or not. I still haven't had one person yet, and I would think that that would have to happen before impeachment really gets going. Because so far, it's still it's people that they were on board for impeaching him over Russia um, or supporting him over Russia, and they're in the same camp now. So I, I still haven't seen one person change sides. Maybe you have. No, I haven't. And I mean, I think that would be telling in terms of things turning against the president on Capitol Hill. I do believe at this point, that he is very likely to be impeached and very, very unlikely to be removed. Mm. So 
and 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 I say that because if you look at the the information that Democrats are citing and referring to as um, making impeachment the right course of action, or at least the inquiry, I'm, I don't see what they're going to find out that is going to cause them to say, yeah, all this information is true and exists, but now that we know more about the context of it, you know, it's all, it's not impeachable. I just do not see that happening, and I do not see the Democratic base being okay with that. But I don't even see them being okay with it. So I really think we're on course for impeachment. Um, but at the, by the same token, you know, Republicans, whether this was strategic or not, uh, set the bar uh, for uh, legitimizing the impeachment inquiry and possibly entertaining impeachment as a quid pro quo in which he, you know, said to the to Ukraine, you can have this if you give me that. And Republicans are insisting that that is in no way the case. And so unless there's something that is just completely obvious that that is the case, even though Democrats say, in effect, they think that might be the case, then I don't really see them moving. And in part, it's because I'm not sure that Republican voters are going to move. Now, if they do move, that I think would produce a different reaction among Republicans on the Hill you know, we know they're afraid to cross Trump. They don't want to get tweeted at and have problems in Republican primaries, but they don't want to cross their own voters. That's the bigger deal. As long as their voters are with Trump, there's very little motivation for them to move, no matter what they think privately. For folks just tuning in, we're talking to David Drucker with the Washington Examiner. He's their senior political correspondent. The The big headline today, impeachment-wise, is that a couple of diplomats who you've never heard of were exchanging texts in which one was saying, this is crazy. It looks like a quid pro quo um, you know, if they investigate Biden, we'll do these things for them. And the other guy says, it ain't that. Why are you saying that? Stop saying that. Um, and there are a, a number of instances where diplomats feel like, okay, maybe it is a quid pro quo. But I'm always hesitant when the Democrats on a committee unleash um, excerpts of something. I know they're carefully selected and can we expect a uh, Republican counter-release today of texts? Well, I don't know because I don't know what was withheld or not withheld. Right. But I think that if such information was withheld, I'm sure it will be released. I think your question gets to the larger issue of you know voters and Americans trying to figure out what's true and what's not, what to believe and what not to believe, what the context of things are. And I mean, I think it's incumbent upon Democrats as they make the the political case for impeachment and and impeachment is a political process. So politics is not unimportant here. They're going to have to make the case that the information proves the president acted improperly at the very least. I think acted improperly would be enough of a case, by the way, um, if they're able to make it for independents and swing voters to start to agree that impeachment and possibly removal is warranted. And I think that if you want to understand the long-term political ramifications of this vis-a-vis 2020, you just watch swing voters and independents. A lot of them don't like Trump. They've been very suspicious about impeachment as the proper course of action. Will those numbers change? We've seen some indications that those numbers are changing, but you're going to have to see how this plays out over time. The president is going to continue to make uh, an alternate case. He has a big megaphone. Sometimes the Democrats don't know how to do anything that's politically smart because for some reason, and this is like both parties, if you're a member of the House of Representatives, you're just clueless as to how to communicate to people who don't agree with you. 
and you think that stunts are actually a good idea. Yeah, Adam Schiff is doing himself no favors in terms of getting people on board. Uh, no, final... I, mean, I think Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is the the most effective spokesman they have for this. Yeah, she needs a deputy that's almost as good as her. Yeah, I would say that's absolutely correct. Hey, a final question, David: Is uh, Rudy Giuliani the loosest cannon in the history of American politics? I mean, honestly, that Top guy is—he <laughs> may be more entertaining than the president. I mean, honestly, and 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 by the way, Republicans are concerned about him because he is—he's—he's he's his own boss. He says what he wants when he wants, and I, I think if he if if the president were able to put him in a box somewhere, they'd feel a lot better. Out of time with David Drucker, senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. We'll have a link to find his latest pieces uh, easily. David, thanks a million. Good to talk to you. Anytime, thank you. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, we got more fallout from the release of the Ukraine text. California's got a controversial move going on to get a handle on the West Coast bum explosion. And one simple thing you can do to dramatically increase the quality of your sleep. Oh, oh that's, that's what I need. I'm all on that on a Friday, huh? huh? Unless it involves any effort. <laughs> I'm not going to make effort to sleep. Or any sacrifice of any kind. Really. <laughs> no, it's just too paradoxical. <laughs> it's not relaxing. I'm not doing it. You know, that's a good point. It's yeah. going to be a lot of work. Right. <laughs> You've got to do the hard work to sleep. <laughs> what? I'm not no. going to do that. No. I just came across this. Geraldo Rivera said today that he has known Trump for 45 years, and Trump has never had an unexpressed thought in all that time. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) That'd be fun to hang around with somebody like that. It'd be uncomfortable sometimes, but it'd be exciting. Someone who says everything they think about you, their wife, your wife, whatever. Um, news now with Marsha Phillips. Released late last night by Democrats, text messages by U.S. diplomats in Ukraine that appear to show a months-long effort to push Ukraine's new president to commit to an investigation of Joe Biden and his son. How high does it go? What did the president know and when did he know it? The text messages between former envoy Kurt Volker and other U.S. diplomats released late Thursday. They apparently do show that diplomats believe Trump would reward the president of Ukraine with a meeting at the White House and the release of nearly $400 million of U.S. military aid. Now, the texts were released after Volker spent nine hours testifying behind closed doors. Democrats, like Representative Eric Swalwell, came out of the uh, hearing. They said they heard the testimony one way. You have more and more evidence that the president of the United States was improperly using his office, using our taxpayer dollars uh, to leverage... Uh, help from an ally in our uh, upcoming 2020 election. Now, others, like Republican Jim Jordan, heard it another way. But Ambassador Volker has been very impressive and, as I said, has said nothing that um, nothing that coincides with what the Democrats are saying with their whole impeachment narrative. Uh, well, you, that's you, an interesting contrast. You should, yeah. uh, you should go into depth on that, uh, Congressman Jordan, and explain how and why, because I, uh, I think that would help. And I think that would help your side. I'm impressed by Swalwell. He should run for president. Um, I can't imagine being grilled for nine hours on anything. I, I wouldn't want to play golf and drink for nine hours. I'd be tired of it I would by the lose end. my mind. Yeah, i got to go home. I'd be screaming all kinds of crazy stuff by the right. end of that just to get out of there. Right. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's what I'm saying. 
On a positive note, it turns out the U.S. unemployment rate fell in September to a new 50-year low of 3.5%. Employers adding a modest 136,000 jobs. Downside is that average hourly wages did slip a little bit by about a penny. That would be the great irony of this if this did doom Trump, that he has the greatest economy in the history of economies. <laughs> and uh, and all kinds of reasons he would be reelected, but... Well, that's a drag, though, that the uh, the wage is down by a penny. There down you are at penny. the grocery checkout. Yeah. Got a nice juicy steak in front of you. You're going to take, take it home, cook it up for the kids. It's four ninety eight, and all you have is four ninety seven. dollars <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the heartbreak. California making a move to get more drug-addled and crazy people off the streets. Good, finally. Way to wake up, you Unicorn riding numbsk. Why would I yell at somebody when they've come to my side? Why would I? That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. That's like hitting your dog when he comes to you. That's terrible. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Half, I apologize. Half the homeless people in America live in California, yeah. which is a stunning because it's statistic. the best place to be a bum and a junkie. The other forty nine yeah. states should look at what California's doing and do the opposite. Governor Newsom. The West Coast. That's the right. West Coast bomb explosion. Yeah. I forgot we had a new sounder. Governor Newsom signing off on a uh, conservative or uh, conservatorship bill. I had to make sure I said that correctly. That lets uh, county public health officials force certain homeless people into housing and treatment programs. The senator who wrote How the law, are you going to force somebody into a treatment program? What are you going to do? You're going to lock them? Are they going to be in jail? Are they going to be they're going to be forced. They're going to be forced into housing and treatment programs. So I don't know if you uh, handcuff them and take them into the house and you know. Handcuff I mean, you have to, to the... do something with the drug addicts. Yep. But uh, I just, I, I just don't know. I wonder what that's going to look like. The senator who wrote the law said it'll save lives. As of now, though, it only affects people put on psychiatric hold eight times a year or more. Oh wow! <laughs> so she have to get fifty one fifty'd eight times. Yes. before eight. Flipping times, which means you're a danger to yourself or others. Yeah. So you're a danger to me at the at, to the level that you get locked up. It would happen a lot of times more than the eight times for it to actually be, you know, the police come, fill out the paperwork, right. make the decision. Yeah, hey, yeah. coppers, um, how often do you actually 5150 somebody? How crazy do they have to be? What percentage of the time do you do that? Um, what's the pressure you're getting from the authorities? Is there room for them? What's the reality on the street, guys and gals? Can you email us? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Or if you want to text, everybody's anonymous, of course. Uh, 415-295-KFTC. Well, the guy that was screaming he wanted to rape and right. kill my children to me and that he was going to kill me, uh, he, when he finally got caught, spent about a day in jail. So there's a little reality for you. Yeah. So for whatever that good, right. that there, we've taken care of it. <laughs> it turns out the position you sleep in can have a huge influence in the quality of sleep you are getting. Hyperbaric chamber, like Jacko. That's my style, Sean. Ups, upside down, hanging by my feet. Wow, oh, yeah, that's, that's good, good sleeping. Gets right the there. brain to your yeah. uh, the blood to your brain. Yeah, right. which is where it's needed most. Yeah, right. stretch out your spine as well. Exactly. Tom's so tall. Kyra. One, leg, one leg behind my head, just so you know. Oh, wow. Well, Swami style. <laughs> chiropractors say that sleeping on Chiropractors. Your... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you ask a chiropractor? Did you write the story with one of their crooked little pens you get in their office? Chiropractors say sleeping on your side can prevent stress points from forming that aggravate yes. your joints and connective tissue. I'm right. a side sleeper. 
Me yep. too. Sleeping on your side can also open up your airways and reduce sleep apnea, allowing more oxygen to enter the body. That's just fantastic. So there you go. It's all coming together. Sleep on your did, side. Did the chiropractor tell you that when you were at his booth at the state fair? <laughs> no. Getting a free consult. <laughs> exactly. All right, in sports, St. Louis it Cardinals. It turns out you need 20 visits. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Can you control how you sleep? Like if I, I, that's what I was just wondering. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I suppose I can control. Obviously, I can control how I start. Right. But how, how I end up once I'm asleep, I think you just, I don't know, everybody's different. Some people sleep on their back. Sean, do you have my favorite song? Do you have that ready? <laughs> yes, This I do. is all boring. I don't, I don't want to listen to this crap anymore. I want to dance. And what's your, what's your message to... Do, you, you, have you seen Donald Trump? Do you think he should step in? China is ass China is ass China is ass Everybody! Get it on! China is ass Armstrongandgetty.com, it has that uh, protester's head on top of uh, the Gangnam-style guy. Sai, was that his Cy, name? Sai, right. Yeah. 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 He, <laughs> Not safe for work, so put the headphones 